you're listening to the Cinemic the Podcast, it's me, the Cinemic at your service. And this is episode 11 of the podcast, which is amazing, just amazing. And let me just say that the podcast is available on different listening platforms like Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Breaker, Pocket Cast Radio Public, and Anchor. So yeah, this is episode 11 of the podcast, which is just amazing. You know, we now, we are now 11 episodes in on this uh, podcast journey that we're having. And, you know, um, looking at the list of all the topics that we're going to discuss in this episode, there's a lot of, you know, interesting news that came during the past week. A lot of um, a comic book movie you know, superhero movie-related news that I can't wait to discuss. And, you know, and also trailer uh, reviews and reactions that that we will uh, discuss as well. So a lot of great news and new trailers released during the past week that I can't wait to, to discuss in this episode. So let's not waste any time any longer. Let's just begin uh, discussing all this topic. The first one is that the new trailer for the upcoming film Dune has been released. Um, it is the upcoming film directed by Denis Villeneuve based on the novel by Frank Herbert. It stars Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Charlotte Rampling, Rebecca Ferguson, and you know many many more. And let me just say this, I love the trailer so much. And I can't wait to see the film already. I've been waiting for this film ever since they announced it because you know here's the thing. I I have I have seen the the David Lynch version, the 1984 film directed by David Lynch, and to be honest, I did not like it that much because I feel like they are. It's like they are scheming on the story because the novel by Frank Herbert is very condensed. It has a huge world build, uh, building. But, you know, the film which, you know, they they tried to squeeze everything into a two-hour film. It just didn't work. There were some great, you know, in- interesting costumes and uh, production design. But, you know, I, I, I just didn't like that, that 1984 David Lynch film. And then a few years ago, we found out that Denis Villeneuve will will do another film adaptation. This time, they will just cover like the first half of the first Dune book, and they cast like an all star cast here. Timothy Chalamet is playing Paul Atreides. Uh, there's uh, Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista and Javier Bardem, Stellan Skarsgård, Zendaya. You know, uh, Charlotte Rampling, David Dasmalkin. It has a wonderful ensemble, star-studded for sure. And I'm a huge fan of Denis Villeneuve. I love Arrival. I thought Arrival is is one of the best science fiction films in recent years. You know, I I just love that film so much. I also love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I thought. You know, I would even dare to say that Blade Runner 2049 is much better than the first film. Because, you know, even though 
like a, a lot of people you know see it as a slow film you know they're not wrong about that but it is a terrific wonderful contemplative science fiction film about you know you know uh, you know it, it is existential because it deals with you know um are you a replicant and all that stuff just like the first film and i love the visuals of blade runner 2049 L- like th- they did not modernize L- like the the visuals of the first blade runner film from 1982 it was almost the same using you know m- using the groundbreaking modern visual effects that that most films use now but i thought that they did not change the visual like like modernize the technology and i i love that they did that because it makes the sequel really feel like a sequel to the first film and yeah i i just love the blade runner 2049 and i also love sicario which is also by denis villeneuve i thought that is a terrific um crime drama action film that is also just you know um, about the characters i just love denny villeneuve's films then we found out that he is going to make dune he hired the stars started cast they released the first trailer last year which was great but this new trailer was just fantastic and it made me more excited than ever because this is a type of film that is so obvious that you have to watch it on the biggest screen possible or maybe on on IMAX because you know they shot it with IMAX camera I think if I'm not mistaken but like just looking at the visuals the production design the cinematography like they really put their heart and soul into the film and this is something that you should be watching on the big screen so, and hopefully by that time by October when the films get released everything is much better now so that I can go in the theater and watch the film on the big screen because the film demands a theatrical experience and you and what I love the trailer as well is that it's that they they gave us an idea about what the story is all about because not everyone knows Dune obviously and I thought the film was able to to explain the the story, the concept to a regular audience who is not familiar with Dune or has never read the novel or watched the the 1984 David Lynch film. So if you're a newcomer on Dune, I I think you will be able to understand what the story is all about because of this new trailer. I just I yeah I just thought that this new trailer was just fantastic. Like I watched it like twice and I was like wow they. And also looking at those at those um, like looking at the a uh, production design, <laughs> like I. It's like watching a Star Wars film to some extent, and I thought the visual effects look very, very seamless. It's like I'm actually watching a world, a and you know, watching another world. I just love the new trailer. That's my point. By the end, it's a terrific trailer. I am just excited for Dune already. 
you know october can come soon enough so yeah um i i'm just excited for dune and what a terrific uh trailer that was okay next is that um adrian brody is uh, joining uh wes anderson's next film which is still untitled all we know is that it will be shot in spain uh i think it, it will be sh- it will start a production next month and Adrian Brody is not new to the Wes Anderson world. He is, I think he is in the French Dispatch. He was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. So he is not, so so just like when we discuss Bill Murray joining Wes Anderson's next film, this is like a no-brainer. So, but you know, I'm a huge fan of Wes Anderson. Every single film that he does is much anticipated. You know, the this next film that he will do already has still this Quentin Bill Murray, then add along Adrian Brody. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to this and I you know great. <laughs> um next is that Basam Tariq is in in final talks to direct Marvel's Blade. So Blade has been in the works for some time now. You know, they announced back in twenty nineteen that Mahershala Ali will play Blade and that's also a sign that they are working on on the MCU version of Blade and then i think a few months ago they hired they hired Stacy Osekofer who is an Emmy nom- nominated writer she wrote for she wrote in Watchmen and Pen15 and now she's writing Blade and then now they hire they hired Basam Tariq who directed Mogul Mowgli starring Riz Ahmed and you know and according to the report they approach a lot of directors for this job but uh, Basam Tariq's presentation is the one that impressed them the, the most and i you know, i have not, i haven't seen Mo, mongul mogli yet so i cannot say about the merits of Basam Tariq but marvel studios the mcu they have a good track record when it comes to hiring directors because you know um look at the the russo brothers like they don't have ex- like before the winter soldier they don't have experience directing a big budget action film the, you know they only directed episodes of arrested development and community and then you know they also directed yumi and dupree and then but kevin feige think that they are great storytellers who is capable of doing you know captain america the winter soldier so they hired them and the winter soldier is definitely one of the best mcu films then they eventually directed the the last two avengers films and then they also hired james gunn who has only directed low budget films before guardians of the galaxy and then uh they you know like recently with black widow kate shortland she's not she has no experience directing big budget film that but they hired her because they believe in her and you know chloe Zhao, who is you know recently won best director the oscars but you know when she got hired for eternals nomadland has not even been released yet and and i believe it hasn't even started production yet but yet marvel studios believe that chloe zhao is a great director and you know even though it's a big eternal it's a big budget film obviously they they believe in chloe zhao's vision 
and you know and for them it doesn't matter if the the director is has experience or not in terms of of handling a big budget motion picture i think all that matters for them is that the filmmaker is a good storyteller and they have proven that they are like that that they direct that they hire directors based on their merits not of their experiences of doing big budget films because you know the truth is eventually you will because as you make a big budget film you will get an idea and there's gonna be people around you who will help you you know do it and you know look at the track record as i've said chloe zhao um kate shortland james gunn the russo brothers i would even say taika waititi like before Thor Ragnarok, he only directed like low budget films back in New Zealand, like we what we do in the shadows. You know, even John Watts, so or Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck with Captain Marvel. They've hired a lot of independent filmmakers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like you know, even if you look at their iconic films like um I forgot wait. Um Okay, Mia da Costa. I was sorry, I almost forgot. You know, she will direct the sequel to Captain Marvel, The Marvels, but her only experience is low budget film. I mean, she directed Candyman, but you, you know, she has no experience directing, directing an action film, but they hired her because they believe that she is a good filmmaker capable of telling a great story. And I think Basam Tariq's hiring will 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 certainly continued that track record for marvel and congrats and congratulations for him because it is a wonderful opportunity to direct a marvel film and you know um best wishes to him next is that the good fight has been renewed for sixth season i'm a huge fan of the good fight i think the good fight is one of the best underrated shows right now i am it is unfortunate that not a lot of people watch The Good Fight. I do think that The Good Fight is one of the best shows right now. It's, it's certainly well written. The performance of the cast are great. And the fifth season is currently airing on Paramount Plus and it has to be renewed for a sixth season. And, you know, um, I think at this point, the, the ratings don't, the, the I mean, views in the cases, it's a streaming show. I don't think the views matters anymore for them. I think it's just the quality because they keep on like each season her earned critical acclaim, you know, including this current season, season five. And I think they will keep on doing the good five as long as Robert and Michelle King will want to do it. And this renewal is just great news because I just love the show. You know, hooray for more adventures with Diane Lockhart and Liz uh, Lawrence and, and the gang. I, I I just love the good fight and I'm happy that it has been renewed for a sixth season. Next is that the trailer for Jackass Forever has been released. I think it has had to be released. The film will be releasing in cinemas this October. First of all, I have seen Jackass the movie and the other Jackass movies and in Bad Grandpa. And I thought they are done with Jackass because the the Jackass crew is getting older. Obviously, Johnny Knoxville, I think he is turning 50. 
But, you know, when I heard that they are doing a, another Jackass film, I was like, wow, okay, I guess they can, they're still, they, they're still strong enough for those silly stunts and gags. I thought this new trailer was great. I laughed in, you know, in most of the footages that they showed. Like, excuse me, especially in the tag where not the one with the bear I was like holy shit like they are really moving this to the next level I guess <laughs> um so yeah um I that Jackass Forever trailer put a smile in my face and I am I will actually watch the film I am actually looking forward to see the film like like before the trailer was released not gonna lie I have no plans of watching Jackass Forever because, you know, like I enjoyed watching the Jackass movies, but I said to myself, I think I'm done with it. But then the trailer was like, like okay, I I think I'll I'll watch this. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward for Jackass Forever. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I really do, and I can't wait. To see all those, all those, um, all those gags and pranks and and stunts, silly stunts that they're going to do. Uh, next is that the trailer for the Last Duel has been released, and if you're not familiar, the Last Duel is an, it's one of the upcoming films by Ridley Scott. It stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, Ben Affleck, and wait. Let me read the synopsis first. Um, okay, so the synopsis for The Last Duel is a woman claims she's been raped by her husband's best friend, John de Carouge. Um, but when no one believes her accusation, her husband challenges his friend to a duel, the last legally sanctioned duel in the country's history. And the story is set in France, by the way. I thought the trailer was great as well. Um... You know, um, first of all, I'm a fan of Ridley Scott. I, I, I love his films. I love The Martian. I like all the money in the world in some extent, even though I'm not, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it that much. Then I, then I can't wait for House of Gucci, which is the one with Lady Gaga, which they just recently filmed, and it will... Um, I think it will be in cinemas later this year, and then he's also working on a kit bag, which is about um, uh, about Napoleon Bonaparte starting Joaquin Phoenix. So Ridley Scott is a very busy person. He's like already eighty. Wait, let me search. He's already eighty three, and he's still directing films, and he still has it. I don't think he has lost his touch. He's still directing epic, and you know the last duel looks like an epic film, in you know in the vein of Gladiator. So I I I'm excited for the last duel. That I thought I thought the trailer was great, and I think the highlight for the trailer has to be Jodie Comer. Like it, this looks like a role that might that she might potentially get awards buzz for because I I love what we seen so far in the trailer regarding Jodie Comer and I can't wait to see the film and see it in, in its entirety you know I, I just thought this trailer was great and yeah 
Next is that Victoria Cartagena is set to play Renee Montoya again in Batwoman Season 3. And if you're wondering why I'm saying again, why is she playing Renee Montoya again? Because if you remember, Victoria Cartagena played Renee Montoya before in the first season of Gotham. You know, that Batman prequel series on Fox, if you, you know, if you almost forgot about that show. She played there for like one season during the first season and she disappeared and never appeared again. And she's going to play Renee Montoya again, this time in Batwoman season 3. And, you know, although this Renee Montoya will be different, she is not the same Renee Montoya that we met in Gotham. This is a new reincarnation of the character and I find it interesting that Victoria Cartagena is set to play her again of course there's going to be a new interpretation but I just found it interesting and I guess it is a redemption since she only did several episodes of season 1 she never played her for many years so it is exciting that she gets to play it again and you know I like to be honest I don't remember her performance in Gotham anymore because Gotham was like the first season of Gotham was years ago and I stopped watching it like I think by the beginning of season 4 I think I stopped watching Gotham because it was I, I, I wasn't liking it to be honest but it's great that she's back playing Renee Montoya again in Batwoman season 3 so yeah that's that's awesome next is that Lee Isaac Chung is no longer directed directing the live action uh, film adaptation of your name so your name i i like i love the 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 anime film the your name anime film i thought it is a terrific film i only was able to watch it because my friend recommended it to me and she was like you have to watch this you have to watch this film and i was like okay and you know i watched it and i love the film as well it's a terrific film then when I heard that they're gonna make a live-action film adaptation produced by J.J. Uh, Abrams, like, really? Do they have to? And then the hard mark was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> and then Mark Webb is no longer attached. And then they hardly Isaac Chung, which is an interesting choice. And I do, I think Lee Isaac Chung, I love Minari, or I mean Minari, sorry that was my favorite film of 2020 directed by Lee Isaac Chung I love Minari a lot and you know when I heard that he is directing the live-action version of Rina I was like okay great choice because I do think that he's a good director he's an Academy Award nominated filmmaker so he has merits for sure and you know when I heard that I was like okay great choice um it made me at least uh, excited about this live-action version because it will be in Lee Isaac Chung's hands. But then now he's exiting according to reports because of scheduling conflicts and they're currently searching for a new filmmaker. This, this is unfortunate because I do think that Lee Isaac Chung is a good director. I was looking forward to see his take on your name. Sadly, we won't see it anymore, but yeah, um, that's just uh, unfortunate. 
Next is that the trailer for the upcoming Netflix comedy series The Chair has been released. It stars Sandra Oh and wait, uh, let me get the log line for the show. Just wait a second. The log line is where is it? <laughs> where is the log line? Okay, here. This is from Netflix. You know the so according to Netflix, the logline is at a major university, the first woman of color to become chair tries to meet the dizzying demands and high epic expectations of a failing English department. So yeah, it stars Sandra O. Oh. And I thought the the trailer was good. It didn't make me hype about the show to be honest, but I still like it because I'm a huge fan of Sandra Oh. I love her performance in Killing Eve. And it's great that she is doing another series where she can showcase her uh, comedic side. Because if you watch interviews or award show appearances or any uh, public appearances by Sandra Oh, she's a funny person. Like, I can tell that she's a funny person. And yeah, um... You know, and it's it's nice that she will do a comedy series on Netflix, and it is show run by Amanda Pete, by the way. So I thought the trailer was good. I am looking forward to see it next month on Netflix, and you know, it gives us a glimpse on what the show is about, which is great because that's that what that's what they should do. So yeah, um, yeah, the chair on Netflix. Good trailer coming next month. Next, that Michaela Kuel is joining Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We don't know what the character is she going to play yet. So this one, this news when I read this, I was like, holy shit. I'm sure film Twitter is blowing up regarding this news. And I check and I was right. Film Twitter is freaking out about this news. Uh, the the response to this casting news has been overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive, and you know I also I also love that Michaela Kowal is joining Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She's joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know Michaela Kowal is currently one of the hottest names in Hollywood because of I May Destroy You, in which she received in you know Emmy nominations for as a producer, star, director, and writer. She's clearly a talented person and the fact that she will be Black Panther forever. Now there's a lot of speculation about what role she will play. Some are speculating Storm which I'm not sure if it's possible because I don't think they will introduce X a mutant in that way and I don't I also don't think they like I don't know how they will uh, how they will write Storm in, into the store in the store into the story but I love this casting news because I do believe that Michaela Kowal is a talented person, a great actress, an Emmy-nominated actress. And yeah, I regarding her character, I have no speculation or clue to be honest. Or, but I don't think it's Storm at all. And yeah, I'm just excited that Michaela Coel is joining Black Panther Wakanda Forever and find out who she will play. Next is that Leslie Grace has been cast to play Batgirl in the HBO Max film. 
So earlier this week, there was a news first by Deadline that there's gonna be test screenings for Batwoman, and it all came down to to a few names like Leslie Grace, um, Haley Lou Richardson, um, Zoe Deutsch, Isabella Marced. But then, like two days later, I think they reported that they made a decision, and it's going to be Leslie Grace and. Leslie Grace was in the height, in the heights. I thought she was terrific there, and you know, uh, congratulations to her for being cast as as Batgirl because, you know, Batgirl is an iconic actor in the DC comics, and Leslie Grace is certainly a talented person based on what I've seen her like in in the heights. So I don't object to this casting. I am excited for for this project to come into fruition. So yeah, um, you know, con- congratulations to Leslie Grace for for getting the part. Next is that Zack Snyder is developing a sequel to Army of the Dead, and so so uh, it was reported that Zack Snyder uh, signed a two-year deal with Netflix, you know, via their, via his uh, production company with his wife, which is Stone Quarry. And then, then I think it was in the previous episode when we discussed that Zack Snyder's, sorry, Zack Snyder's next film is a movie called Rebel Moon. And then, you know, um, according now, according to the report from the Hollywood Reporter, you know, which I think they're the one who broke the news that Zack Snyder and Deborah signed a deal with Netflix. They mentioned that. Snyder is actually developing a sequel to Army of the Dead and he will do it after Rebel Moon. So I guess we can now say that it is confirmed that that they are working on a sequel to Army of the Dead. Here's the thing. Um, to be honest, I think in a previous episode I reviewed the film and I wasn't very enthusiastic about it. I thought it was just passable. I a sequel to Army of the Dead. I don't. I am a bit skeptic because, you know, without spoiling what happened to the film, not many characters survived by the end, and there are few that made it through. I'm not sure to be honest if how they will do a Army of the Dead sequel without those main characters from the first film. So I, you know, I think the surviving characters for sure they will be written into the sequel, but yeah, I'm just a bit skeptic about having a sequel to Army of the Dead. I think it like as its own, it's already enough. I think, but you know, I guess they have an idea for a sequel, so you know, I guess why not? That's what Zack Snyder wants. So yeah. Next is that the trailer for the upcoming Hulu limited series Nine Perfect Strangers has been released. So I think I have discussed in a previous episode that I have read the book, the novel, and I love the cast of the assembled head here: uh, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, Michael Shannon, uh, Bobby Cannavale, Regina Hall, Samara Weaving, Manny Jacinto. 
So I am excited for Nine Perfect Strangers. I thought the trailer was just okay. Like I wish they showed the the story. Like they showed more, you know, in terms of the plot and what the story is all about. I wish they they were able to explain more so that audiences will have an idea about what they should expect about the show. But oh well, you know. But I. Yeah, I I think it, I think it was just okay the trailer for Nine Perfect Strangers. I'm I am looking forward to see it. It is coming to Hulu next month. I'm just excited for uh, for for that show already and see, you know, those pages that I read, um, come into life. <laughs> uh, next is that Jordan Peele has announced his the title of his next film, which will star Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Steven Yeun. He has revealed that the title will be Nope. So there you go. The title of Jordan Peele's next film is Nope, and he even released a poster which has, has clouds and I think I think it's a kite or something or a balloons. I don't know, but I'm a huge fan of Get Out and Us. I do think that Jordan Peele is a wonderful filmmaker. He is becoming like a master horror filmmaker. And as he should, and so I think we can pretty much assume that it's gonna be a horror film. I have no idea about what the plot will be about, to be honest, and I don't want to speculate. I I I'll just wait for the film. Bef- you know, I'll just live. I'm not gonna speculate about what the plot will be because he only released a teaser poster, which does not say anything. At least for me, unless unless someone interpreted it, but. Yeah, I, you know, it is exciting, and I actually saw someone tweeted that Jordan Peele keeps on titling his films that are not SEO friendly, which made me laugh because it is kind of true. I mean, look at Get Out and Us, and now Nope, I, and I guess all you can do is is to include um Jordan Peele's name in the headline if you're gonna make a report about this new trailer for. I mean this announcement that Nope will be his next film. So yeah, I am uh, I'm looking forward to it. Next is that Aquafina is Nora for the trailer for Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Season two has been released. I thought it looks good. I like the first season a lot because, you know, it's like they are unapologetic about their choice, and I love it that way. And you know we waited for season two for too long because season one aired like early twenty twenty. Now it's been more than a year, and they will finally air a season two. I thought the trailer, yeah, yeah, it was good. It delivered what they, sh- what we should expect for them to deliver. And and uh, you know there were funny moments. I'm just excited, especially to see Grandma on the on the show again, played by. I think a Lorita Chin, but I'm looking forward to season two of Aquafina's North from Queens. The trailer was was good, and last but not least, yeah, um, uh, this one was a breaking news in on Friday last Friday reported by Zach, I mean Jeff Snyder of Collider. He said that Michael B. Jordan is currently working. On a Black Superman project for HBO Max, that centers on the Val Zod incarnation of a character, and according to Collider's report, they are 
they have hired the writer but they haven't found out the identity yet and you know right now they're planning it as a limited series Jordan will produce for sure but he might star in it he might and this is going to be different from the movie that JJ Abrams is working on I thought this news was when I read this like wow okay I guess Michael B. Jordan is really working on a black Superman project but I, I love that it is a show I wait show I mean <laughs> wait what am I saying oh wait yeah correct it's, it's a show sorry sorry I, I got confused for a little bit I love that it is a limited series because you know we'll get to spend more time with the character and yeah, although it they might turn it into a film instead although I'm not sure because JJ Abrams worked on his own black Superman movie but I do think that this is an exciting news because people have been demanding to have Michael B Jordan as Superman I do think that he will be perfect for that role I'm on that on that uh, boat as well but yeah uh, Michael B you know uh, they're still just developing it so it's not been officially greenlit and they're still trying to figure out things if it if it's a limited series or you know if uh, all that stuff okay sorry I was yawning I'm, I'm a bit sleepy actually as I'm recording this episode but anyways <laughs> um, so yeah uh, Michael B Jordan I I can I am looking forward to this project coming to Frisian. It's on HBO Max, so yeah. Um, you know why not? So yeah, I guess those are all, all the entertainment news. As for the review, there's actually one um, content to review for this week, and that is the season two premiere episode of Ted Lasso. First of all, I like I love Ted Lasso. I, I was late in the game. I only watched the first season like last February. But then I after that I was like, okay, I can't wait for season 2. And I'm happy to report that the season 2 premiere of Ted Lasso was excellent. And it's, it's, it's a great beginning to a new season. I also love the introduction to Sarah Niles' character who is a sports psychologist. So I really love the season 2 premiere. The jokes were funny. You know they were able to set up what we should expect on this season they do door some a little bit of set up there you know it's a great 30 minutes of episode i mean yeah of episode and you know the show recently got nominated for 20 primetime emmy for 20 primetime emmy nominations and you know um I think it is smart for Apple TV Plus to premiere it at this time so that voters will will remember the show. So yeah, um yeah, I I, I, I love the season to premiere episode of Ted Lasso and I can't wait to see where the season goes. You know, and also with Hannah Waddingham's character Rebecca and Juno Temple. And which by the way, the MVP of this episode for me is uh, actually Brett Goldstein. I love his scenes in this episode. And I've heard that that there will be an episode focusing on him later on. So yeah, I I like I love the season two premiere episode of Ted Lasso. It's they still have it. There's no sophomore slump or, you know, they were able to to retain their quality. So that that's nice. I I I enjoyed it a lot. 
So yeah, that's all for now on this episode of the Cinemike the Podcast. Yeah, um, I I know this is a shorter episode than usual. Although to be honest, I'm not sure if we will go back to those 50 minute episode. I think the first episode was like 50 plus minutes. Now it will be. It's now it's like shorter than that. So anyways, thank you all for listening. Hope you're fun. Uh, the podcast is available on different listen platforms like Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker. Podcast Radio Public at Anchor. You can follow me on Twitter at the Cinemic, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel, channel the Cinemic. You know, I also post the episodes of podcasts there, so you can listen to the podcast on this video form. Just go to my YouTube channel, and you know, I'm the Cinemic at your at your service. Thank you all for listening. I hope you had fun. Um, y- you know, I. I I enjoyed discussing all those news because there's really a lot of exciting news and I can't wait to see what more we could hear. So, anyways, yeah, thank all for listening. Goodbye. Uh, have a great day and stay safe. Mm-hmm.